Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga. In a little bit, I'll be joined by our Indians beat writer, Paul Hoynes. But first, I had a chance to chat with Colorado Rockies play-by-play man, Jack Corrigan, to get his thoughts on the Tribe signing of Carlos Gonzalez. We'll hear from Jack, who's out in Arizona with the Rockies as they continue Cactus League action. And then Paul will join us from Goodyear with the latest on Francisco Lindor, the pitching rotation, and more. All right, we're joined by the voice of the Colorado Rockies and Cleveland's own Jack Corrigan. Jack, uh, it's great to talk to you as we get closer to opening day here. The uh, the big news uh, this Saturday was that the Indians signed Carlos Gonzalez to a deal worth about two million dollars uh, if he makes the club. You're you're somebody who's who's seen the very best of uh, of Gonzalez. What can the Indians expect if he does make the team at some point? Well, I would think, uh, Joe, first of all, they're still going to get a uh, plus defender, uh, a guy who uh, has always taken great routes to the baseball in the outfield, has uh, a strong, accurate throwing arm. Um, I I think uh, from right field with uh, the Indians, he could also play left. But from the corners, uh, I think they're going to get – uh, as good a defender as they've had in recent time on the corners. Uh, obviously, the the big issue will be how much does Cargo have left offensively. Uh, he has a big leg kick, Joe, and so that at times um, when he gets out of whack uh, timing-wise, he, he can look bad, especially against left-handed pitching. But when he's in rhythm, he's the kind of guy that can carry a team for a while. He's always been a a good clutch hitter for uh, a team. He was that way with the Rockies for most of his his ten years. Um, you, you always the the best barometer of cargo going well is when he's driving the ball to left center field. When he's doing that, uh, he's on time and seeing the baseball well, lefty or righty on the mound. When he's doing that, uh, good things happen with the bat. Uh, I, I think the best thing, though, will be his clubhouse presence. Yeah, I, now I was I was going to ask you about that. The, the Indians lost Michael Brantley and Josh Tomlin, and in free agency they traded away Edwin Encarnacion and Jan Gomes. So that's a lot of uh, you know veteran presence there. This is a this is a guy coming in who's he's 
an all-star, a silver slugger. He's, uh, you know, been in the, the MVP, uh, you know, conversation a couple times in his career. Uh, this is a guy who walks in with sort of the, uh, the, the clout behind his name that, you know, he's, he's been there and done that before. Is he the kind of guy who can, you know, be a good presence in the clubhouse for, for the young leaders like Francisco Lindor and, and Jose Ramirez who are, are stepping into that role themselves now? I think uh, the Indians are going to get a guy who is a master at that. Uh, people, uh, those of us in the media, um, discovered quickly that magnetic personality of Cargo, that uh, ever-present smile of his. Um, he is a guy that you just can't help but like. And I, I think at the same time, as he settles into that clubhouse, He'll be a guy with the with the resume, a pedigree, as you just indicated, that that gives him some clout. But he's one of those guys who has the best way to um, get teammates to buy into who he is and what he's trying to do for them. So he he's a master at um, putting an arm around the, the shoulder to uh, to buck a guy up or. Um, to prod him a little bit, but done in a in a subtle way. Uh, he's a stand-up guy with the the media in terms of um, being willing to talk, win or lose, good game or bad game. Um, he and his wife and children have been uh, active in the community. Uh, to me, he's he's one of the favorite players I've covered. You know, he's he's up in the Jim Tomey, Omar Vizquel level. Um, I, I think he's going to be for the Indians a lot like Jason Giambi was, another former mm-hmm. Rocky who, who finished up with the Indians. Um, you, you know, it's like that old uh, uh, commercial with the late actor John Houseman, you know, uh, who, uh, you know, gave you in that deep voice about uh, people listen, and he's the guy, Cargo, that, that players are going to listen to, even – even terrific stars like Frankie Lindor and and Ramirez are going to gravitate to Cargo. Were, were you surprised that he landed in Cleveland? I mean, he reportedly had offers from San Francisco, but he said he wanted to play, come back to the American League and, and play with a team that, that had a chance to win. Do you think he fits with the Indians? Well, I think he wanted to play for a team that had a chance to win. There's no, there's no question of that. Um, you know, having obviously being a native Clevelander, but now lived a long time in Denver. Uh, the the fan base is is very similar in the same in both towns. So I think he's going to have a comfort level in that regard. I think the opportunity to occasionally DH is uh, something that was appealing to Cargo. You know, from a Rockies perspective, uh, he knew he was not going to be the starting outfielder anymore and and maybe from the Rockies perspective they weren't sure how he would handle being a guy off the bench being the extra outfielder well with a designated hitter it gives Tito a lot more of an opportunity to to keep Carlos active on days that uh, he might not be playing in the field so uh, I think those were some of the appealing factors for him. And now you've called some of the, the biggest moments in, in his career uh, from his walk-off home run for the cycle to four consecutive home runs against the Astros. Is there a, 
a particular moment or highlight that stands out on the field when you think about uh, Cargo's time with the Rockies? Well, I think from a, a highlight perspective, um, it, it's hard to top that uh, walk-off homer for the cycle. I mean, that was an electric night. With uh, They were playing the Cubs, and so there were a lot of Chicago fans in the stands. And uh, the, the Cubs, had, as I recall, had, had rallied to, to tie up the ball game, and, and Cargo let off the bottom of the ninth and I don't know, it was the first pitch or the second pitch that that he hit for the home run into uh the second deck uh in right field. So it was it was pretty colossal and and what was so great it landed in the lap of a guy wearing a Cubs jersey. So that was <laughs> that was absolutely perfect. Um uh, you know, from a, a playing perspective. On a personal level, when I went through my uh, cancer treatment uh, a couple of years ago, he was one of the first players to reach out to me. That's just the kind of uh, guy he is. He started teasing me as my hair turned white. He said, what the heck happened to you? And things like that. But, you know, he's just a a wonderful man. I, I hope there's... Uh, enough left offensively in the tank that he has a good year with Cleveland and they can embrace that that uh, brilliant personality of his. Uh, you know, I couldn't wish a, a player on another team any more success than it would be Yeah, he's entering his age 33 season, 16 home runs last year, but he's a, he's a lifetime 287 hitter. He'll be playing away from Coors Field for the first time uh, in, in more than a decade, so it'll be interesting to see how uh, how that has an effect on it? Maybe the uh, maybe the 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 friendly confines of progressive field will uh, will, will be good for him. Yeah, well, you know, he like I said, it, you know, his ability to go the opposite way. I mean, he gets into a groove. He'll pepper that wall in left center field, which would be a good thing. And when he can still turn on the ball, uh, he'll hit it a long way. I think Cargo is a guy who also got impacted. Um, when the Rockies were on the road with um, the the physical impact of the change, you know, going from altitude to sea level. I think the, him getting uh, away from that will um, be a little bit of a rejuvenator, if you will, um, playing uh, altitude to sea level and back and forth through the course of a season is a physical grind for for Rockies players, uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see how it'll be for Cargo now that he doesn't deal with that. Well, before I let you go, uh, you know, anything on uh, your latest book or your uh, your latest, uh, anything you're working on involved with any causes or anything like that? Yeah, uh, that's, well, you know, obviously still very active with the, the Prostate Cancer Foundation. We'll get ready for another year of the Home Run Challenge. Um 28 months clean uh, since my uh, procedure, cancer-free, Great. so uh, Great. real happy about that. Um, I do have a, a, a finished manuscript that is a sequel to my first book, Warning Track, another baseball-related book. Uh, we've held off on the publication because we're actually uh, chopping it around a little bit as a, a potential TV series or movie, oh, wow. uh, you know that's that's a long shot, but uh, it's been fun to go through the experience. We'll, wow! We'll yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But 
Yeah, I'm going to keep writing. It, 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 it fills the time in hotels and on the planes, you know, doing this job. So and we'll, uh, we'll be there. And where can where can the listeners pick up a, a copy of Warning Track if they want to? Uh, Warning Track and my World War II book, uh, Night of Destiny. Night of Destiny are both uh, available on Amazon. So, you know, just uh, uh, search Jack Corgan and it'll come up. And, uh, and it, like I said, it's been a, a gratifying experience, and I appreciate anybody who's interested in it. Oh, great. Uh, Jack, it's, it's great to hear from you again. Uh, best of luck uh, with the upcoming season. Uh, uh, attack it like you do everything else. Uh, I'm sure it'll be, uh, uh, you know, a great year for, for the Rockies and for you in the broadcast booth. Well, we missed out in 07. I still have the hope that uh, one of these Octobers, the, the Tribe and the Rocks will uh, bang heads for the World Series. That would be great. All right, that was Jack Corrigan, the Colorado Rockies play-by-play man, uh, longtime uh, Indians broadcaster and native Clevelander. Good to hear from Jack, and, and now we're joined by Paul Hoynes, uh, who's out in Goodyear, back out in Goodyear with the team. Paul, lots going on, lots of roster uh, manipulation and moves and all sorts of things, and and some injury news. Let's start with that. You, you were at the game when uh, Eric Stamets had to come out of the uh, the split squad game. Jason Kipnis also uh, had the, the, the calf come up and, and uh, grip at him again. What's the latest on those two? We talked to uh, Francona after the game. I stayed in Goodyear and watched, uh, you know, watched them play the Angels. They won uh, 4-2. And he said he didn't think Stamets was an, a serious injury. They thought he, he'd already been examined. He said it was kind of a, a hip flexor, left hip flexor. But I would imagine he'll be shut down for a couple of days. And this guy, I mean, this guy, they've got to run him into the ground. I mean, he started like 15, 16 games at shortstop already in spring training. And, you know, if Lindor wasn't going to – if isn't, we still don't know if Lindor is going to be ready for opening day or the opening series. And, uh, you know, I, I think if Lindor isn't, he this is – Stamets is the first guy that they'd want to play at shortstop. Francona has said he's their best defender there. So uh, we'll have to wait and see there. And uh, Kipnis went to Scottsdale, played against the Giants, and uh, that right calf tightened up again on – in the first inning on a ground ball to a first base. And when we talked to, uh, when we talked to um, Francona after the game, he had all, uh, Kipnis had already driven back to a good year and was getting the uh, calf looked at. So we'll know more today, later today about those two guys. That's the advantage of having all of your uh, spring training games being played in a 20 square mile radius uh, is that by the time an injury happens, the guy's already back getting treated. That's uh, that, that, you know, a bit of an advantage there, I guess. Uh, You're not kidding. It's uh, yeah, it's a big change from uh, Florida. Most of the you know the kind of teams are spread out more in Florida. Uh, you mentioned Francisco Lindor, and it, you know it, we, we've seen clips of him hitting in in B games and minor league games. Uh, you know, he's he's moving around. They're they're st- they've still sort of got a leash on him, right? They're not letting him just go full out and and full go here. It's it's still sort of a, a controlled chaos, if, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, in the B game uh, yesterday, uh, he walked and uh, they had a pinch runner for him. You know, so they're still being very careful with him. Uh, he, he seemed very optimistic. He said a month ago I couldn't walk. You know, I had tr- trouble walking, and uh, now I'm, you know, I'm doing everything. I'm, I'm moving as fast as my leg will let me. 
but there was an air of concern in his uh, voice when he talked about being ready for opening day. He wants to be there. He wants to be with his teammates. But he's going to listen to the trainers. So we'll see how that goes. Well, and, and that's, you know, maybe an indication that, that he does open the, the season on the injured <clears throat> list just to, to sort of make it, you know, no question that he, can, he can't run out there and hurt himself, particularly in, in, in Minnesota where it could, could get down into the 40s, uh, maybe lower than that uh, for that first opening series. Uh, and then you never know what it's going to be like when they get back home uh, April 1st for the, the home opener. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he said, you know, he didn't think uh, the cold weather would bother him. Uh, he, you know, he's got, you could put a sleeve on that calf and, uh, you know, they could massage it. The trainers could keep it heated up. But yeah, that cold weather is a definite concern. Uh, it's not supposed to be that bad, uh, you know, at least the forecast, say in Minnesota, Minneapolis, probably in the 50s, 55 degrees, but we'll see. I mean, if we could go there, it'd be a snowstorm. So, uh, yeah, and then like you said, Joey, then they come around, then they come home to Cleveland and then they go to Detroit. So he's not going to get out of the inclement weather. But, you know, I, I, I'm kind of torn. I, I, I have a feeling he's going to be in the opening day lineup, but they've talked, uh, you know, they're so cautious, you know, their training staff. So I would not be surprised if, you know, they carry him on the active roster. And uh, maybe he opens the opening day in Cleveland. Uh, a lot of a flurry of roster moves uh, in relation to the 40-man and the, um, the guys available in camp right now. Uh, on March 19th, the Indians released Tyler Clippard. Uh, but then on March 20th, 20th they, they re-signed him. Uh, <coughs> a bunch of like technical dealing with his, his contract and all that. But now he's able to, on a minor league contract, uh, you know, be in camp and, and continue to work through that uh, right pectoral uh, injury. Uh, and and the Indians are, are, you know, probably pretty happy he's able to stay with the club then? Yeah, definitely. It's They did the same thing last year with, uh, oh, man, uh, Napoli. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they released him at the end of camp, re-signed him and sent him to Columbus. Now Napoli blew out his knee and hopefully in Columbus. So hopefully <laughs> Clipper – I think Clifford will stay in, in Goodyear, you know, and, and just rehab until he gets healthy. Maybe he does a, you know, a rehab assignment at Columbus then. But he's a guy they definitely want, and uh, Clifford wants to stay here. I think he sees an opportunity in this bullpen. And uh, he could, you know, they, they really don't have a setup guy yet. And Correct. I think Clifford could be that guy for Brad Hand to set up the uh, closer Brad Hand. So I think that's that's a good move, and I think it was – you know, a move where, you know, both sides wanted it to happen, and that's why it happened. All right. Uh, a couple more names in the uh, the bullpen mix. Justin Grimm, uh, Alex Wilson, and A.J. Cole were also sort of in that same boat. Uh, I, I believe A.J. Cole is uh, headed down to the to minor – he was optioned to minor league camp. Uh, Grimm and Wilson, I'm still not clear on, on what their decisions were. Uh, are, are they going to still be around? Do you think they they would be around to be able to provide depth for this uh, this bullpen as as the season gets started? Well, uh, Wilson uh, had his opt out on Wednesday, so mm-hmm. I think uh, they told him to go out, look around. If you want to come back on a minor league deal, come back. But usually, these things, the guy will exercise the uh, opt out and become a free agent. Uh, this Grimm's uh, uh, opt out was today. So, but they told him yesterday, so he wasn't going to make the club. And I think the same thing stands for him. 
uh, Flair, uh, Cole, like you said, he, he, uh, I think, uh, you know, he, he didn't have as much time, big league time. So I think they, you know, when they signed him to a minor league deal, they still had control of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Flaherty, uh, Ryan Flaherty, the utility infielder, was another guy who opted out yesterday on Wednesday and became a free agent. And he just signed with somebody. Uh, I think he, what did I see? Uh, or maybe, no. No, it was, uh, um, who was Matt Joyce? Matt, Matt Joyce was Matt actually Joyce. playing in the game against the Indians uh, Wednesday night in, uh, yeah. in Scottsdale, which is kind of kind of ironic. Uh, yeah, I, I was surprised that Flaherty, um, uh, you know, A, that they, that they cut him, uh, you know, given the, the, well, I guess they couldn't predict the Stamets uh, injury, but with the uncertainty of, of Lindor, I, you know, Flaherty didn't do anything to hurt his, himself uh, at the plate, uh, certainly. But, um, you know, I, I predicted that, that he would make the club and that, you know, they would go with him over Max Moroff. But it looks like they've, they've decided to, to maybe not pay Flaherty's veteran contract and, you know, keep a, a, a guy who they didn't have any options on uh, with, with Moroff. Yeah, I mean, I think money probably came into it. I don't think Flaherty was going to make a whole lot of money. One right. seven five, two million at the most probably. Uh, Moroff is going to make probably right around a major league minimum of, you know, half a million, something like that. So, um, you know, so that may have played a part in it. And, uh, and uh, you know, Flaherty, I think, uh, you know, it, it seemed like he was <laughs> – I don't – I mean, like he's – like you said, he had a great spring. And, uh, you know, Francona said that you know, on Tuesday he had a, he's had a great camp. So, it, you know, it's a tough decision. Those are decisions that come down to. And uh, you kind of – when you make them, you got to live with them. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, Kipnis and uh, – and statements are helping. Well, uh, as we move forward here with the uh, Cactus League action, uh, the Indians still haven't named an opening day starter, and this is it's just a weird thing, I guess. Uh, you know, you've got a two two time Cy Young Award winner sitting there uh, who hasn't had a lot of work so far in spring training. Uh, Terry Francona says uh, Friday, uh, Corey Kluber's going to get it uh, his, I believe, his third start uh, of, of spring training. And that uh, you know maybe a decision will be made after that. You know uh, what, what's your take on the whole uh, decision between Kluber and Bauer, and you know what are the options that that Francona has? Uh, let, let's say he doesn't go with Klu, uh, Kluber as the opening day starter. When when does Kluber pitch if that if that's the case? Yeah, I think uh, you know definitely. Uh, you know Francona said they'd have a decision uh, after Friday, or they have more of a. I guess they they'll have to make a decision after his start, uh, Kluber's start Friday. And then he said, you know, he kind of cryptically, you know, a couple of days ago, he said, you know, then I've got to, then I'll explain some things to you. And to, he was talking to the reporters and I was wondering, you know, what does that mean? You know, that's a weird, kind of a strange thing to say. And maybe, you know, they, they want to uh, save uh, Kluber and uh, don't want him to pitch 200 innings, 215 innings this year, try to ease his workload. I talked to Kluber yesterday he said uh, he just kind of smiled. He said, uh, the "Opening day is one day, and and, uh, and opening day is one day. You know you, what you want to do? You want to be ready for you know the hundred the whole season. Uh, but I, you know, I still think you know he's made what four straight opening day starts. Right. Yeah. I think that's a, you know that's an honor to to start uh, to be the opening day starter. It signifies you're the best pitcher on the team. And uh, you know I I think uh, there has to be some convincing going on if if Kluber doesn't start. Now that given that, if I had to bet, 
I, I would think Kluber, I mean, uh, I would think Bauer's going to start on uh, opening day, and then you bring back Kluber maybe for to start the home opener and give him as much rest as possible. Yeah, and, and, and that's sort of, I think, what uh, would be the, the shocking or surprising thing is that not only that you're not going to pitch Kluber in, in the first game there in the opener, but that you would hold off on him all the way up, you know, until the Indians come home and you, they open on, uh, on, on April 1st at Progressive Field. Uh, it, it makes – now that I'm hearing it out loud, that, that sort of makes a little more sense to me especially since, you know, Kluber didn't get the innings uh, in spring training that you would – normally you'd make about five, five maybe six starts. Uh, yeah, 25, 30 innings. Yeah, you know? something like that. So, you know, if he's not at that level, maybe he's just not playing not ready. Uh, Bauer's a totally different animal. Bauer came into spring training ready to pitch eight innings out the gate, I think. Uh, and And he definitely does give you a – a better chance of going deeper into the game on opening day uh, against Minnesota. If, you know, he's already built up to the point where he could probably throw, you know, in that 80, 80 plus pitch range, uh, you know, in, in that first start without even, without even thinking about it. Yeah. You know, and then, but after last night, it was strange, you know, Francona went out of the way to uh, say, you know, when I go to sleep at night, it's great to have a rotation. He was talking about Carrasco, who had a great, a good start. Mm-hmm. Eight mm-hmm. strikeouts, five and two-thirds innings. Wow, he, after, looked, he looked really good last night. Yeah, and, uh, but he, he went out of his way to say, you know, when you go to bed with a starting rotation of Corey Kluber, Trevor Bauer, Carlos Carrasco, uh, Mike Clevenger, and, and uh, Bieber, you know, you sleep much better at night. And, like, that's how he, or, you know, named the order, and that was – the specific order he named it in. So I don't know if that was a message. And, you know, and he talked about, I want, I like, uh, I like the, I like uh, a Bowers pitching between, you know, Kluber and Carrasco, mm-hmm. especially opening the season because those, he can go a little deeper into the games, like you were saying, and kind of save the wear and tear in your bullpen. So <laughs> I, I don't know. They, they've sent a lot of mixed messages, but I guess we'll probably get an answer after Friday. Well, and once it, once they get into a regular rotation and, and it's it's every five days and whatnot, uh, if you've got Kluber pitching one game and let's say Kluber goes into the you know sixth seventh inning, and then Bauer pitches the next day, maybe Bauer goes a little deeper. Bauer gives you eight, and and you'd only have to use you know one reliever. Uh, it, it it actually extends your 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 bullpen a little more. Uh, you know, cuts down on innings and, and, and at the end of the year, you're not, you don't have guys with, you know, 75 uh, appearances with their arms falling off uh, as the, as the playoffs come around. Definitely. And uh, you know, so I don't know. It's, but I I don't think I've ever covered a spring training where you didn't know who was, who the opening day starter was this late in the season. Well, I mean, this late in the spring. Well, to have to have five guys on, you know, to have a rotation that is so deep and so good, uh, you know, as as they are right now, and and still not know who the number one guy is, that's kind of the the weird thing is that, you know, it, he's he's playing a little close to the best, but you know, it, like you said, it takes a little convincing. Uh, you're talking about Terry Francona, the guy who convinced Trevor Bauer to go to the bullpen, uh, you know, and and pitch out of the bullpen in in the playoffs last year. Didn't work all that great, but yeah, yeah. you know he 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 still massaged enough uh, egos and, and manipulated enough uh, you know 
personality to to convince Trevor Bauer, who who thought he should have won the Cy Young last year, that pitching out of the bullpen was the best thing for the team. And you know, if he can convince Corey Kluber, a two-time Cy Young Award winner, that yeah, best thing for the team is that he opens the season, uh, you know, three games in, uh, you know, hey, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and uh, you know, he, and uh, Kluber has great numbers against the White Sox. You know, he's, I think he's got a winning record against the, who would they would open with at home. Uh, he's got a winning record, I believe, against the Twins as well. So uh, we'll see. We'll just, you know, it's uh, one of the great mysteries of uh, the world right now. All right. Well, uh, what's uh, what's on the agenda here for the uh, the rest of uh, Thursday into Friday and, and this weekend for uh, for the Indians as they're out there getting ready to close up shop in, in Goodyear? Well, I, you know, they've got uh, what? They've got, uh, let's see. <sighs> they've got about four games left, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, they've got uh, the rosters down to about 36, 35 right now. They've got to get down. I would think they'd have their, their 25-man pick, 25-man team pick by the time they break camp uh, Sunday after playing uh, Cincinnati uh, and, and going to Texas for two games. Uh, I mean, they'll take a lot of extra guys, but uh, they should have their 25-man roster picked by then. Uh, throw out a couple of names here in the outfield mix: uh, Trace Thompson and uh, Jordan Luplo. Uh, chances either of them, uh, one of them, or both of them make the uh, make the club out of spring training. Uh, I'd say right now no, but uh, you know Luplo's starting to come on a little bit. I think you know when camp started, they really wanted this guy to make the club, and uh, he had a couple hits last night. I don't know if it's too late, but he has an option, so. You know, they're not going to lose him one way or the other. Right. Uh, uh, Thompson has had, a, has, has had a good spring. He's hit. He can really go get the ball, too. You know, he can run. You know, he scored from, uh, uh, scored from first on a double last night. Uh, he can go get the ball in center field. So he's kind of a valuable guy. So I think uh, that's going to be a really tough decision. So I think, uh, yeah, that, that – but I, I don't know. You know, he's, he's a non-roster guy. you got to make a move on the 40 man to, to get him on there so we'll see all right paul we'll uh we'll uh continue to look forward to uh your reports from camp as the indians wind things down in goodyear and get ready to open the season in minnesota uh next time we uh we talk to you we should be getting ready for uh for the opener uh up uh up in minnesota uh hey it's 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 less than a week away, I guess, is uh, the best thing to say about it. Yeah, I mean, then uh, you know, the Twins are loaded. You know, I've talked to some scouts. He said they're going to score a lot of runs, man. <laughs> they, you know, and uh, I, I mean, they're so Duda didn't even make that team. Lucas right. Duda, it's you know, home runs all over the place. He didn't make that club. I mean, they they have a stack lineup. Uh, you know, their best pitcher Barri- Barrios is going on opening day. It should be fun to see. Uh, exactly how you know we'll get an early indication how these two teams match up and uh just uh what what are the you know are the indians still the uh, top dog in the al central we'll find out shortly good to talk to you paul we'll talk to you again next week all right joe thanks man